Hi guys, it's me. You know who it is. It's Ari. And I'm sending you this file or this audio file so that you have a bit of an idea of what you're sort of in for as far as coming on my podcast and answering some questions. And I want to let you know that I'm sending this to you because I think you are interesting. I think uh, you have an, a particularly um, interesting view on life and love and money and finances and the whole nine yards. So I'm sending this to you in the hopes that we can have a pretty good dialogue. Now, the um, the format of my show is sort of, I ask five questions, and the questions will change up from time to time, but for now, it's kind of a standard five questions. And I all I ask is for you to be honest about the answer and try to be in-depth about the answer. And I mean, you don't have to go too long. It's only an hour podcast. So, you know, let's see what we can do. Um, that being said, I am going to be the first sort of guinea pig in my own uh, pot of stew. So here we go. Um, the first question is, uh, give me five full minutes of who you are and what you're most proud of. A full five minutes of who I am. Okay, that's actually harder than than I realized, but okay, here I go. Um, I am, I'm Ari. I am a 48-year-old male. Um, I'm living in Canada. I've lived in the States for a while. I'm married. I have an eight-year-old son. Um, I like to think that I'm a generally happy person. I'm generally a kind person. I like to, at least I like to think I am. And I think I'm the person you come to when you need somebody to listen. Uh, I think I'm a really good listener. Um, my father would always tell me uh, when I was younger, he's like, you have two ears and one mouth. What does that mean to you? And he would always say that to me. He would always say that to me. He'd always say that to me. And I would say probably around the time I was getting married is when it kind of, you know, the, the, the sort of screw settled in my head and I, oh, I understood what he meant. Listen more, speak less. And, and that's, um, that's sort of what I do. Uh, I listen more and I speak less. And I think in doing that, I've allowed to cultivate friendships from people, which I don't think I would normally have cultivated. Um, I have friends of all uh, ethnic backgrounds, um, socioeconomic backgrounds. And the one thing they all have in common with each other actually is me. And I'm, I feel like I'm the glue of this sort of weird nebulous um, thing that I've created. And a lot of my friends who come to me will, will talk and talk and talk and talk and you know, get things off their chest or talk about things that they didn't expect that they'd be speaking about. And I don't know, maybe that's my, um, that's my mutant ability. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Um, let me see. Uh, so that's sort of me in a nutshell. What I'm most proud of, I think I am most proud of my, my family. My, my wife, I'm very, you know, she's amazing. 
She keeps me honest. Uh, she keeps me on the straight and narrow. And, um, you know, she's the greatest partner anybody could ask for. She takes care of me tenfold. So I, I you know, zero complaints. Um, I'm also proud of my son. My son is eight years old and he's growing up to be a fine, he'll be, he'll be a fine man. I know. Uh, he already has a really good base, you know, um, with my wife and myself sort of guiding him and, and kind of helping him um, navigate things. It's been, you know, it's, it's been good for him. So, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm definitely proud of those two things. Okay. Uh, next question. What's your philosophy in life? And do I have a general philosophy or mood? Um, my philosophy of life is to keep positive. Keep positive no matter what. Um, you know, I've experienced some unfortunate, you know, tragedies. You know, the loss of my father from Parkinson's. Um, not being able to be with him in his last, you know, last couple of hours has been unbelievably traumatic. Um, but I, I know that he would not want me to sit around and, you know, dwell about things that I have no control over. Um, he, you know, he would want me to move on and want me to be the best man that I can be. And, you know, that's, I guess that's the hope for any father really is, is their sons and daughters to be the best, you know, man, woman that, you know, they can be, or the best person that they can be. Um, but yeah, I, my general mood is, is as, as I'm happy. I'm generally happy. I'm, I really don't like feeling sad. I don't know really does, but there are some folks who can become addicted to sadness, which is kind of, it's a strange thing to me, but lots of folk are just habitually sad or habitually pessimistic or habitually just generally uncomfortable with life and, and how things are around them. So it's, it's unfortunate, but you know, what can you do? Like it's a uh, different strokes for different folks, right? So, um, so the third question is what would it take to go off the grid between four and eight weeks with no phone or email of any kind? Ah, that's a tough one for me. That's a very difficult one for me. I'm, I'm an extrovert. So I, I thrive on, you know, sort of interpersonal relationships and thrive on my friends and thrive on having somebody to speak to and, and bounce ideas from. And, you know, my brain is always working to go off the grid, to be disconnected for me would be extremely difficult. I don't know if I could honestly do it, um, I'm as much as it pains me and as much as I hate it, I am addicted to my, to my phone, to my, you know, quote unquote smartphone. Uh, I feel like the smartphone is making me dumber, but anyway, uh, it's, it's a tough call between four and eight weeks. I would say four weeks. I, I you know, if I had to go off the grid, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the first week I would be pacing and going crazy, 
the second week, maybe it would calm down. Who knows? Maybe by the fourth week, I would actually be relaxed. But then, you know, I guess it would be over and I'd be back again. So I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say, but it would take... I guess the question is, is what would it take for me to go off? Ah, you know, I would have to be... If I'm to go off to grid, it would have to be in an area where I can't accidentally be connected, if that makes any sense. It would have to be some kind of mountain retreat with, you know, one cable coming in for power, <clears throat> you know, to keep the place warm and, you know, no TV and none of that. And I, I guess I would just have to, I would just have to deal. So, yeah, there you go. Um, third question, fourth question, pardon me. Uh, what is the best phrase in your life and what is the worst phrase? This one, I, this one I have trouble with because honestly, there are so many good sayings out there. There's so many amazing anecdotes and little quips and catch 22s and, and things like that. And even memes, you know, if you want to sort of be a little more uh, modern or, or current. The best phrase of your life. You know, I think I'm going to go back to what my dad said. Uh, you know, there's a few that my dad said, ironically, which, you know, my dad, for the most part, was a was this jock. He was into sports and he was into working out and he was into all this stuff. And he wasn't that cerebral. But every now and then he would come up with these nuggets, these unbelievably polished nuggets of wisdom. Um, I'll give you a few of them. One of them is, is the, you have two ears in one mouth. Um, another one was, uh, the emptiest of vessels make the most noise. So you can kind of apply that to different things or people. And I think the third one, which kind of sticks out to me is if there was no cure endure. I know that sounds silly, but you know, that sometimes comes up in my mind if I'm in a tough situation where I just want to give up or I just want to not deal with it. And I mean, I'm a 48 year male, I a 48 year old male. I don't have to deal with things I don't want to. <laughs> that's, that's sort of the beauty of being an adult. You can just not do what you don't have to do. So there you go. Um, so pardon me, there's six questions. I apologize. So this is the this would be the fifth question. One, two, three, four. Yeah, fifth. Uh, if I'm in a bad mood, do I prefer to be left alone or have someone cheer me up? Uh, that's a good one. Um, bad mood. I think both. If I'm, but I think it depends at the arc, what arc I am in, in my bad mood. If I'm at the peak of my bad mood, I do want to be left alone. But if I'm coming towards the end of it, um, I'll probably seek somebody out to sort of get that sort of external happiness back into my, into the void I'm feeling at the time. Um, I think bad moods for me are a void that occur every so often. And... I think once I sort of resolve the idea that I have that void in my mind, then I'll go externally to find somebody to cheer me up, whether it's my son or my wife or any one of you that I'm talking to. And the last question, which I think is the kind of the deepest question, which may end up taking the most time or may not, I don't know. 
is uh, it's a question that I, I actually pulled from, uh, weirdly enough, Newt Gingrich, which is, I don't even know how that happened, but anyway. Um, and the question is, am I hunting antelope or field mice? So let me quantify that a little bit. Um, so picture yourself as a lion and um, a lion is fully capable of capturing, killing, uh, and eating a field mouse. Uh, but the amount of energy and time, you know, that it needs to do that exceeds sort of the, the, the content, the caloric, the, the sustenance of the mouse itself. So that being said, a lion can spend its day hunting and eating field mice, which would give him kind of an immediate gratification, but eventually he would still slowly starve to death. Um, you know, a lion can't live on field mice. Uh, a lion needs an antelope. Antelope are big animals. They, they, um, they take more speed and strength to kill, uh, capture, to chase. But once they are killed, uh, they provide everything you need for the lion and, and, you know, and her pride, his pride, whatever. Uh, a, Lion can live a really long and happy life on a diet of antelope. But I guess the sort of crux here, or, or the, the distinction is important, that am I spending all of my time exhausting my energy catching field mice? Or am I working towards the antelope? So I hope, hope that kind of quantifies that question a little bit. So am I hunting antelope or field mice? And I have to say, currently, as it feels right now, is I'm hunting field mice. I, you know, it's when you get to a specific age in life, I think, and especially as a male, you know, I've done the schooling thing. I've, you know, checkmark. I've done the marriage thing. Checkmark. I've done the kid thing. Checkmark. You know, I'm, I'm at the point now where I have to figure out what I'm going to do with the second half of my life. And, you know, I have a decent career. I'm not starving. I'm not poor by any, any sense. Um, but I'm finding myself being very unfulfilled or I'm starving. And I think I'm having a problem identifying the antelope that I'm searching for. You know, I'm, I'm lots of field mice, lots of field mice everywhere. Lots of short term, quick, easy goals that are, that are really easy to kind of just knock out and, and feel accomplished but in the long run i i am i have been starving so i i think currently i'm hunting field mice and i'm i'm searching for my antelope and maybe this this podcast will be my antelope maybe this podcast will be the cure to uh me hunting and chasing field mice so um Anyway, I wanted to make this kind of short and concise. I'm running on about 15 minutes and 30 seconds now. So uh, I'm going to stop it here. And I hope that you decide to come on to the podcast that I have. I'll be asking you questions like this. Uh, obviously, it'll take longer than 15 minutes, no more than an hour, just because of the simple back and forth of, of, of ideas and the banter that might occur. So uh, I hope you decide to hop on board. All right. Cheers, guys.